Pimp Daddy Zach. What is up, player? What's up, Edward? How you doing, pimp? I mean, you know, flossing. That's how we Just do. Straight, straight dripping. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, not not a lot. I mean, just you know, just a little. A little some some. Yeah, little some some. You know, you know me. What's up with you, man? <laughs> same old, same old, man. You know what it is. It's that Ooh. time. A little, yeah. A little after dark. Oh yeah, man, little. I thought that was gonna be malt liquor. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little Dos Equis lime and salt. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, it's not in the glass bottle. It's not a 40, but, you know, whatever. This first first one I've ever had one of these. Not too bad. I'm just not a fan of Dos Equis at all. I mean, it's probably fitting that now it's in an aluminum can, so now it finally actually tastes like the container that it's in. Yeah. I, just, I feel like it always tastes like metal. Like out of a glass bottle? Yeah, no matter what it is. It just always tastes like it's metal. Like there's a penny. Even if you put salt and lime. Well, so if I'm going to have a cocktail, then I'll have <laughs> a cocktail. But if I want a beer, I'm going to have a beer. I don't need to dress it up. Mm. Kind of like you're putting a tuxedo on a but turd. Sometimes it, it complements it. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Uh, I do know what you like, though. What's that? You like uh, would you rather questions, and I got I got Ooh. something for you. Those are my favorite. Would you rather never feel pain again or never get tired or sleep again and sleep again? However you want to join those t- together. Well, I feel like the pain thing would be kind of cool, but you, you can still get broken bones and cuts and stabbed and shot and stuff like that and have the yeah. effects from that. You just don't feel pain. Right. And I just I- feel like, with my dumb ass, like I'd fall down and I'd break a hip and I just never know that motherfucker's broken, you know? Oh, I'm I'm sure you'd feel discomfort, but discomfort's not pain. Well, I mean, true, right? So like you know how you go to the hospital and they have that pain scale, it's like one to ten and it's with like the the smiley, smiley faces on it? Yeah. So That's like stupid. on that smiley face scale, <sighs> like where would you consider pain? Like four? Uh probably around the six range. So, yeah, that's – okay. All right, so five. Five is when you're like, fuck, that hurts. All right. Um, yeah, I feel like I would break shit and not even know. Like, people would be like, hey, why is your finger pointing the wrong direction? Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I think I would I would take the pain one just to be a freak show and just start breaking limbs in front of people and – getting paid for it because you know people pay for stupid shit nowadays yeah but it still takes you know six eight weeks to get that shit like fixed right but oh i got 10 be able to do a show like every eight weeks that's stupid hey if 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 i can start an only fans page where i'm hammering my hand or breaking limbs (laughs) or something i'll be good for eight weeks i'll be a whole new version of beating off (laughs) i couldn't even imagine like I'd have the weirdest heart on watching that video. I mean, it beats going to the black web for the super weird shit, huh? The dark web scares the shit out of me. Like, I won't even do that. Yeah, we've been there. Yeah, no, you come up with all these, like, random, hey, this body part costs this much. I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I don't even want to know. We actually got thanked for that one. Guy didn't people leave are, his name or anything, but... um, People are weird, man. But, dude, they, 
I mean, I'm going to have to go with not sleeping or not really? being tired. So what would you do with all that extra time? Jerk off like three or four more times. Duh. Damn. Looking like Popeye had over there. Like, I'm shocked you didn't think of that. I mean, setting records over there, huh? Well, I mean, at my house, like, if everybody's asleep, I can watch porn with the sound on. Like, that's that's like a vacation. <laughs> Thank God they created Bluetooth headphones, right? Dude, you are not kidding. Like, that is such a dad answer, but I am with you. They work wonders. <laughs> and there are a lot of people listening right now and going, you know what? He's right. I've never done that. I've been sitting in this closet every night when the family's Dude, asleep, putting it only, on a low setting. You're welcome. The only only drawback is if your Bluetooth is open, bro. make sure you're not connected to any of your other devices. devices that have speakers because otherwise you'll be in your vinegar strokes. And you'll get a tap on the shoulder. Why That's the not fuck are not getting any sound wants. on this? <laughs> That's oh, in no. the shower. I've had it in the sound of my headphones and on one of the, the dot things or whatever. Do you ever share your phone to your t- one of your TVs? I mean, I have. But that's only like... You've got to make sure you days. unlock that shit. Oh, yeah. Right. But you know what? Maybe there's that time you're like, I'm tired of watching Bang Bros. 17 on my fucking phone. I want to watch it on the TV. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, forget special occasions when I know I got like two hours by myself, I put it on the big TV. I'm not going to lie. I mean, they're like this. <laughs> Have you ever not. tried to hack into like a TV at like Walmart or Target? No, because I'm too scared they'd find out it was me. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny. Right. Until it's like, until somebody does it when you're there with your kids and you're having to explain what that is. <laughs> I've like, heard of people going to like the electronics where like the stereos and stuff are and putting it on there and just hearing the, just going over the speakers. Yeah. I like that sound of running in flip flops. It's pretty cool. Good macaroni. Every once in a while. Speaking of macaroni, I got another question for you. If okay. you've got time. I've got all the time in the world, baby. Can you name a restaurant you'll never eat at, no matter how hungry you are? Fucking Applebee's. (laughs) I'll never eat there. (laughs) Never. I don't understand how Applebee's, TGI Fridays, and Chili's are still around. Like, so like, I get why Chili's is around. They only have one good dish. That's it. But. Name another good dish at the other two places. Um, exactly. Beer. Right. That's that's my point. Like, there's there's nothing else at Fridays or at Applebee's. As far as I'm concerned, they could close those locations. I would never even know they existed. I couldn't even tell you right now where the closest Applebee's or TGI Fridays is. Well, I, I know there's one right down the street for me, but I've I've only been there once. And I didn't eat anything. I had drinks. Wasn't it Applebee's that used to do the um, the appetizer, never-ending appetizers or some shit? I don't know, but that actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I think I know mine... Applebee's is in Talladega Nights, and they get kicked out. That's, that's all I know. 
I think I wouldn't if Arby's just disappeared, I'd be okay. Like that's another one I don't understand how it's still in business. Who in their fucking mind goes, damn, I need to go to Arby's today. So Oh Lord, here we go. Not me. I didn't do it. Here no. we go. No, go ahead. My wife ahead, took Mr. The kids, my wife took the kids to Arby's the other day. <laughs> you need to get her mentally checked. So, like, full disclosure, they have good curly fries. That's it. I mean, that's not the meats, but, you know. What? Curly fries. Well, yeah. Do you go out of your way to go to an Arby's just for curly fries? I don't even like curly fries. (laughs) (laughs) I know it doesn't make sense. I promise it makes no sense, but... They have good curly fries that I can eat like five or six of. What's the uh, the popular milkshake they have there? Is it called Jamoka or Yamaka? Where? At Arby's. The coffee. I don't fucking know. I don't go there. I, <laughs> I couldn't tell. You just fucking <laughs> talking about how good they're fucking. I just said that they're they're tolerable. Like I can eat five or six of them. Most places that have curly fries, they're a fucking joke, and I don't eat them. Okay, I've, I've got to transition to one more thing. And I'll stop wasting up your time. Give me your top five fast food burger joints. Whataburger. Done. Okay. That's it. That covers all five. Boom. Yeah. Because fuck all the other places. Like, so full disclosure, Sonic makes a decent hamburger. Bro. Fresh? Yeah. Outstanding. Right. I mean, it's pretty good. In a pinch, you know, like the Whataburger over here by my house was closed. Um, there was like a power issue or like the air conditioner went out or something. I don't know. So it was closed for a second. So I went to Sonic. They're pretty good in the pinch. Um, I mean, if I'm ranking burgers, I mean, it's got to be Jack in the Box, number three, Wendy's, number four. And then I like Burger King every once in a while. See, I maybe I haven't had Burger King in a while. That's why I bring this up because – Talking to other people about it, they have what or Burger King at number two. They're and not, I, so I'm I'm like hold it's up, okay. but like okay, I agree with you. McDonald's is not even on the list. No, their burgers are complete trash. And you tell me otherwise, I'm going to kick you in the throat. No, they're they're roundhouse garbage. They are not meat. See, I have I'm kind of like you. I'm uh, what a burger, uh, Sonic, Wendy's, Freddy's. I think puts out a decent burger. And now today, I think they're overrated. This list goes for any of them that has a drive-thru. And now I know some of y'all are going to argue, well, what about Beck's prime? It has a drive-thru. That's a gourmet burger, sir. Sit your ass down with your drive-thru. You're waiting 18 minutes for a fucking burger in the drive-thru. That's not fast food, but it's a damn good burger. I'm not going to lie. Oh no, no. Yeah. I'm not knocking Beck's prime. See, and that's what I was going to say. Like I can't say five guys because they don't have a drive-thru. Right. Right. But five guys' fries go real hard. Not gonna lie. Yeah, if you can finish them in time, because if you don't, like they're soggy as shit. Have, have you seen this? This is earned, son. <laughs> I got that. And you know the ones in the cup and the ones in the bag. I got them all. I don't miss. I, them. I guess I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to hit up a Burger King. This. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to hit up a Burger King soon and just see what I'm what I've been I mean, missing because like. Maybe they changed something. Maybe they quit with the horse meat and they went with straight cow meat or something. Well, 
What you know, Jack in the Box like, used to be so good when they had the dog food in the meat, but yeah, I, I mean, like, I guess what I'm saying is, is if you can't find a Whataburger because you're not in Texas, which I don't know why you wouldn't be in Texas, but whatever. Well, apparently there there's Whataburger in other places, but Texas is where it's at. Yep. But if you can't find a Whataburger and you can't find a Sonic or a Wendy's, I mean, Burger King is not terrible or, i mean or if you can't find a jack-in-the-box sometimes burger king is not bad so i mean i'm not putting the number two i'm not in a fucking psych ward but <laughs> jay and the b goes hard every now and then but i think that's like a, a drunken night drive through oh yeah and like if you go there and, and you don't get tacos like you're doing it wrong fuck them tacos fuck them tacos fuck them fuck them them tacos are about as good as Waffle House at 2 a.m. See, and that's another thing I don't get. People talk about, like, when you're drunk, you got to go to Waffle House. Why? Yeah. That place sucks. Yeah. You, your drunk mind makes you think that Waffle House is delicious. No. It's you about as shitty as I hop is good food when they're sober. What the hell's the matter with you? Right. I hop is garbage. I if you don't Denny's. go to Denny's or like the kettle for breakfast, you're fucking it up anyway. Long gone, homie. Well, you know what I mean. I'm just saying. I prefer to no, go to like a mom and pop the, like the, cafe. That's where you're supposed to go for breakfast. The Houston people know it. The Houston people know it. The South Houston people know it. And I'm talking about Kelly's. Kelly's is the only place that you should go for, for breakfast. Uh, I mean... If you honestly you can find a mom and pop cafe where they have like the like the little chairs that have the like the sparkly cushion and they have the old lady with the apron carrying around a pot of coffee like refilling everybody's coffee, that's I think I've been to a strip club like that. You know, and it's like named after the town that you're in. You know, it's not even like a it's not like dots or like phase. It's it's just like forty <laughs> forty five South Pearland. Cafe, like that's all it's called. Those are great. I love those places. The coffee's like freaking See. sludge, keeps you awake for three days. Let's <laughs> bring a little crack in there. Hey, it might be meth in there. I don't know. I don't know. We got to get off food. I'm getting hungry, dude. For real, it's it's not even Whataburger time yet, but taquito <sighs> sounds great. It's getting there. That's probably the one place I could eat all three meals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wouldn't even bother me. Hitting up taquitos right out the gate. Probably going with a... Uh, Burger, uh, breakfast at the Maybe. That goes Maybe. hard. That's probably on a Tuesday. Yeah. No, because you'll do taquitos on Tuesdays. Taco Tuesday, of course. Um, for lunch, I'll probably hit up a patty melt. Awesome. Dinner, hitting that triple. Getting that triple. Man, a triple. I'm going out I hard. I've one of those since I was in my 20s. Ooh. I can't process that. Be on the shitter all money. night. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Speaking of meat, you ready to get to uh, some meat and potatoes here? We got some meat and potatoes? Always. Let's fucking do it, man. Let's fucking go. You ready to do this thing? Let's do it. Here we go. Woo! Hit it. Whoa!
What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Two Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And we love you, beautiful assholes. Here we are for another shit show episode. Ride or die time, homie. I'm excited. Dude, so let's just get right into it. Do it. Um, Aaron Judge is a bitch. You heard it here first. Fuck Wait, you. I, I, I think we had bad internet connection. Can you say that one more time? Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, all six, eight of him, he's a bitch. That's a, that's a big bitch. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> I was, I was waiting for that. That's a huge bitch. So apparently the Yankees and their fans have like sand in their vaginas. Um, They're still mad. They're still salty about 2017. Bro, know it's like apparent that every team in the majors was cheating, and you know they had to sue to make sure that some letter didn't come out because it's gonna be damning to the reputation of their franchise. Fuck them. Fuck Aaron Judge. He always comes out at every press conference like he's squeaky clean. He can't be touched and blah blah blah. Well, whatever. So he got his little moment to shine during the regular season because he doesn't do shit in the playoffs because they hadn't won nothing since he'd been on that team. But anyway, so they beat the Astros. Garrett Cole pitched nine innings of fucking brilliant baseball. Didn't give up a run. Aaron Judge hit one home run. The Yankees win one to nothing. Good job. Like, as the baseball fan in me, that's epic baseball. That's great stuff. But Aaron Judge did a little dance, right? He's going around third base, and he grabs his jersey and, like, tries to hold his jersey together. Like, don't rip off my jersey. Obvious troll of Jose Altuve. As an Astros fan, I'm like, blood boiling, fuck you, right? As a baseball fan, you're like, that's pretty funny. That's cool. And, like, I was thinking, all right, cool. We'll have a rivalry. We'll have some stuff going on. But then at the press conference, he completely bitches out, right? Instead of saying, was like, oh, I wanted nobody to see my buzzer, right? Which is what he should have said. He said, oh, when uh, they leave the roof closed in Houston, it gets a little chilly. Man, fuck you. If you get chilly, wear a tampon. Wear a pad with some wings. Keep that shit warm. Like, I'm so tired of this shit, right? See, I'm, I'm I'm on the opposite spectrum. I fucking love this because of the fact we are four years since that happened, okay? We've talked about it many times on this show. It is what it is. It's done. But what's funny is that the Astros are living in so many people's heads rent-free, fucking their days up constantly. Astros are in first place in their division. People are pissed. Astros are beating teams by 18 points or plus, whatever pissing people off people are going out of their way and buying astros gear just so they can stand in front of minute Maid and stomp on it and beat on a trash can keep wasting your money keep throwing it towards the astros organization keep bringing more attention to the astros because no other affiliation is doing so espn's not doing it mlb networks not doing it fox sports isn't doing it because they can't stand that the astros are still this good without the scandal going on. Right. And it's pissing them off, and I love it. I hope the fucking Astros continue to just beat these motherfuckers down, keep doing what they're doing, win another ring, 
and they just throw the fucking suck it sign right there at the gate. They're, like exactly. I mean, it's I, I'm I'm excited that this team has just you know what you're gonna put the target on our backs. Fine, fuck it, come get us. Right, we're gonna have the best offense in major leagues. You better have some pitching to back it up. Right. So today, um, this is July 11th. Today, the Astros trolled back we'll say right so i don't remember what inning it was but the the astros were down one to nothing and then martin maldonado hits a home run to right field when he's coming around third base he pulls his jersey down like to show his chest to show that he's not wearing a buzzer he still hit a home run he didn't need a buzzer to beat the yankees right oh man right like that's that's the great trolling stuff like i like that part and then probably the best troll of the night. Tell the Astros were down seven to two, bottom of the ninth inning. Um, That's pretty much a, a, a lose situation right there. Well, yeah. I mean, that like when you're down seven to two in the bottom of the ninth, like the game is pretty much over, right? It's not, it's not a save opportunity. You know, you're not getting the close or anything, but they did trot out Chad Green, who is – not their closer, but one of their best setup men. And uh, he got rocked a little bit. A little bit. So, um, needless to say, the Yankees did not record an out in the ninth inning. <laughs> and uh, Jose Altuve came up. The game was seven to five, two men on, nobody out. And he rockets this curveball that's probably like two inches off the top of his shoes. He hits it in the Crawford boxes walk-off, three-run dinger, right? So he comes around third. He's trotting home. Everything's cool. As soon as he touches home plate, Martin Maldonado rips off this dude's jersey. And so he's, like, parading around in front of the Yankees with no shirt on. Like, I don't have no buzzer. I don't need no buzzer to beat you pieces of shit. So, you know, it was fun. It was a great way to end the first half of the season. And at the end of the day, the Astros are in first place in their division by three and a half games. And the Yankees are in fourth place in their division and they're eight games back. So yeah. suck it. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised Altuve just wasn't holding his junk the whole time all yeah. around in each base. Being like, oh, this shit's heavy. This uh, shit's yeah. heavy. Oh, my God. Yeah, just it would have been great. Like he steps on home plate and he just takes his cup out and just drops it. Man. <laughs> Just, you know, like I, the the first two games of this series, that what was it? The first game the Astros lost like two one, yeah, and they lost one zero in the second game. To me, like yeah, they lost a series, but to come back from that huge of a deficit, like yeah, I think they that, walked away with more of a statement than losing the series. That's that's what I was getting at. Like I yeah. feel like there there's more coming from today's game than the whole series combined. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm with you on that. I feel like a game like this, granted the Astros have the second best record in percentage points in the American League. Yep. Right. But but having a win like that when Alex Bregman isn't playing, Carlos Correa isn't playing, you know, your your starter, uh, Framber, he was really good in his last couple starts, but now he's walked like 16 batters in his last three starts combined. He didn't have his best stuff. 
obviously he got touched up a little bit. Bullpen gets touched up a little bit. And the bats just don't give a shit. They just come and bail everybody out. Man, it's really hard to beat a team like that. Yeah. And and I think, yeah, a win like this galvanizes, you know, those role players of, of you know, Toro and – and uh, uh, I can't think of the other guy's name off the top of my head. But it uh, – Toro has been stepping Jason up, man. Jason Castro came in and stepped up a little bit. So, I mean, you know, when you have those guys that aren't going to get as many opportunities in the regular season – and they're playing like meaningful innings in games against the Yankees, and they're coming through uh, the Chaz McCormicks of the world. You know, yep. like, like those those are the galvanizing at bats that are going to pay forth later on in the season. And and I'm really excited to see what this team's going. to – Obviously, I'm an Astros fan, so I mean that that goes without saying. But it just this is the type of stuff where you can look back and be like, you know what, that was the turning point of the season. So with this series being over, um, we have a lot of things that are coming up. First off, we have the All-Star game, which, in my opinion, I can give two shits about. Um, I don't care about really any All-Star game in any sport. I get the idea of it. I get how it appeals to people. But to me, outside of the Home Run Derby, I don't really give a damn. With that being said, though, Two of the Astros have chosen not to be in there. Now, granted, this is before we found out about Carlos Correa and his injury, but Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve both opted out of the All-Star game, going in as reserves. Um, Another big notable one I think was a smart move is Jacob DeGrom, um, not going to pitch in the All-Star game. Do you have any – any feelings towards this when players decide that they're not going to play in an All-Star game? Um – I mean, yes and no, right? So, um, Ryan Presley isn't going either. Um, that There were three Astros, well, I guess. Four. Four Astros selected, my bad. And, four out um, of seven. Correa decided he's not going to go, but that's because his wife is pregnant and I guess he's hurt. Yeah. And then uh, Ryan Presley has pitched – I want to say he's pitched five times in the last like eight, eight or nine time, eight or nine appearances or eight or nine games. I mean, so I don't think he's going to pitch for that reason. Um, and then Michael Brantley and Jose Altuve just decided they're just not going to go. Oh, did um, Brantley say he's not going? Yeah. So no, no Astros are going to the All Star game. Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I, I'm not going to fault a guy for not going um i i don't like it normally because these guys are elected by the fans and so maybe they should show up just because the fans elected them and that's who they want to see um but then i mean also they're going to be in a locker room with a lot of guys who have been pretty outspoken against them for the whole like the cheating scandal and then Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, now this, the spider, the spider tack sticky stuff, all that stuff's going on. So, I mean, there's a lot of animosity in that locker room and, you know, like accept the, the nomination and, and say thank you and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I don't have a problem with them going to spend time with their family. It's not like these guys are rookies. It's not like it's the first time they've ever been there. Um, right. 
I don't know. And plus, by them not – like, had they been voted in as all-star starters, like, that's right. a different story. I feel like if you're a starter, you got to go. Well, so Jacob DeGrom, DeGrom I yeah. feel like I've mispronounced his name every time I say it. I believe he was going to be the starter, which rightfully should be, and he chose not to. I respect that because of the fact, why risk injury for a game that has no meaning to it whatsoever? Exactly. And right. that's another thing. Like, I think, honestly, though, didn't he pitch just a couple of days ago? Probably. And so I feel like that was the reason why he cited, hey, I'm not going to go pitch for the All-Star game because I just pitched a couple of days ago, blah, blah, blah. Um, right. I mean, I do miss the days of, hey, it's the All-Star game and we're going to see Barry Bonds versus Eric Gagne. You know, yeah. like, we're going to see – uh, you know, Randy Johnson versus Larry Walker, right? I, I I miss those days. But in those days, I don't know why, but it seemed like those guys, they just showed up, they put on their spikes, and they went to work. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, Randy Johnson still throwing 98 miles an hour in an all-star game. You know, and you just, you don't see that anymore. But I'm right. also a fan of... <clears throat> Back in the day, you had uh, 15 position players and, and you had 15 pitchers or some ridiculous number, right? And so the, basically the way that it worked, you had enough pitchers for every, one for every inning, right? So my thing is like, hey, if they don't want to pitch, you know, like you don't want to treat them like a normal starter, you don't want them to go out there and pitch five innings, go out there and give me one. You know, just know, hey, yeah. you're going to throw one inning. You can go balls out for one inning, and hopefully it all holds together, you know? Um, I but wouldn't even I mean, give them an inning. I would give them X amount of pitches. Or or that, too. Yeah, like, hey, you're going to give me 15 pitches or one inning, whatever comes first. You know, and, and I'm I'm with you on that. I, I But I also understand the business side of it that, you don't want to go out there and blow out a tendon. And now you got to have Tommy John surgery for an all-star game that meant absolutely nothing for your career. Yep. You know, like you're already, once you're nominated, you're on the all-star team. Right? Yeah, Just because you decline, that doesn't mean they take it away. You still were an all-star. That's, just, you know, you're just, added to your accolades. Exactly. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I feel like if you're a starter, you're elected by the fans as a starter, you should go. Now, if you go and you only have one at bat, I'm cool with that too, you know? But I feel like you should go. See, I maybe it's because I don't care about the game, but if I get that players are voted by the fans for the most part, so they say um, – as a fan, you should understand if one chooses not to go to it. How many times have we seen Tom Brady get elected to go to the Pro Bowl and he just doesn't go? Granted, he's playing in the Super Bowl or just getting done with the Super Bowl. Like, I don't have a problem with that. I have no problem with them not so. I get that fans are paying tickets to see, like, the biggest names of biggest names in baseball play against each other, with each other, and this and that. But we're in a different time right now to where, like, the list that you gave off, those – those were like 
rugged guys that went and played baseball to play baseball. Yeah. The group of guys that they have now, they wear their fucking feelings on their sleeves and, oh, he's spider tech. And if he didn't do that, I would have done this. Well, they cheated banging on trash. Shut the fuck up. Go play yeah. baseball. Yeah. Go play baseball. Right. Like, but I mean, they, you know, that was also, we've talked about it before. That was also when pitchers, starting pitchers would go, you know, they'd pitch all eight innings. They would lose three to two. And they, you know, they pitched all eight innings. Right, yeah. like their team, uh, they didn't have to pitch the ninth because the other team already won the game, but yeah, they still pitched the whole game. And you know, back in the day, you'd have a guy, he'd have thirty-five starts in a season, and he'd have twelve complete games. Now you're lucky if somebody has two complete games. You yeah, know? and then the only reason why they're at the end trying to finish a game is either because they have a shutout going or they have a no hitter or a perfect game. Yep. If they give um, up a hit or they give up a couple walks or whatever, they're going to get pulled after they get to about 90 pitches. So that's just the way the game has evolved. We're I, just. I, I think Major League Baseball just needs to go ahead and keep all the like side attractions like the home run derby, the celebrity softball tournament or game, whatever, and keep stuff like that. Like the NBA side games, like the three-point shootout and the skills contest and all that, that's entertaining to me. Same yeah. thing in the NFL, the quarterback challenges and whatever else. That's interesting. I can give a fuck less about the game. Seriously. Right. Like, I'm with you. I, I feel like I don't care, you know. Uh, I mean, I like watching the game, but that's just because I'm a baseball fan, like, through and through. But, yeah, I'm with you. If they just did, like, the home run derby, if they did some type of, of pitching challenge and some type of fielding challenge, you know, like, I'm totally fine yeah. with that. Um, I do like the Futures All-Star game where they have the minor league kids play yep. because those guys pretty much go all out. So I like that. Um, I mean, the celebrity softball tournament, who gives a shit? Do I care that Kevin Hart can hit the ball 30 feet? No, I just don't <laughs> care. You know, and then like, then they always have some former major leaguer show up like Alex Rodriguez and he wants to hit a softball 700 feet. Like, whatever. I can, On roids. Yeah, I, I could give a shit about that. Speaking of roids, um, these are all cheaters. But so, you know, my no. best part. You can't think, say that. The best part, I think, of this All-Star game, um, I'm glad that, um, I mean, the Orioles are pretty bad. I mean, we, know, we knew that was going to happen. But Cedric Mullins is going to represent the Orioles at the All-Star game. And um, I don't know. Like, he's not a household name yet. Um, he is on my fantasy team. But um, he's got 99 hits halfway through the season. Wow. Yeah. So that's more than anybody else in the American League. Good for him. He's 26. He plays in the outfield. Um, but 40, 40% of his hits are for extra bases, 14 home runs, 15 stolen bases. So, I mean, he's doing everything. Right. right? And if you do the math a little bit, we're halfway through the season. He's got 14 bombs, 15 stolen bases. He could be a 30, 30 guy. Yeah. Right. So like, that's pretty damn good. Hell yeah. And so, you know, every once in a while when the fans get it right and they elect somebody to the, to the all-star game, I like to point it out. Um, kind of a, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like that big a deal, but it's kind of a big deal to me. 
Especially when is this it's his, is what is this his first All Star? Yeah, this is his first All Star. Oh, good for him! And so it's it's really cool to me because he plays for a shitty team, but he's still getting recognized for doing you know big shit. So that's pretty cool. There's always got to be somebody that stands out on a shitty team. Right, right, and and you know I'm not saying that they're all shitty. I mean they're just they're just not winning games, right? There's some good players on that team, but. Pretty cool. Keep still keeping in the MLB continuing on. The next thing that we got is draft or trade deadline. Do you have any speculations or predictions for big time trades throughout the league? Well, and I'm not even talking just Astros. I'm talking anywhere. I mean, the one thing that I've heard that's probably a definite is that the Cubs are going to trade their closer. Kimbrell. Yeah, and uh, it seems like they're going to trade him to Oakland. Yep. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that. Buster Olney reported that, I don't know, a few hours ago. So um, that's like the biggest name that I've heard. But, I mean, I haven't, like, gone over contracts and, like, who's going to be rental players and all that kind of stuff. I mean, supposedly Trevor Story is going to be traded. Um I mean, from the Astros, like, it's possible that Carlos Correa gets traded, but I I just don't see that happening. That'd be crazy. Unless they can get, like, a front-line starter that they're going to have control of for a couple years. I just don't see that that's even possible. Um, I heard the name Max Scherzer got floated around a couple times. Um, I don't know if he's going to go anywhere. And I think – Honestly, just based on like what I've been hearing with the Astros, the way the Astros pitching staff has worked, I don't think they're going to go after a starter. Um, they could go after you think? a bullpen arm, but I don't know. Do you think Granky is on his way out? Like, yeah, are they trade I, him? Think, I think he, this is probably his last hurrah. Um He's up there in in age. Um, He's pitched the most innings of any pitcher up to this point at the All-Star break, Uh, even though his last outing was only four innings. I think he's pitched just under 120 innings already this season, which is unheard of. So um, I don't know if he can hold that up and – uh, Dusty Baker is notorious for not being able to manage a, uh, a pitching rotation and or a bullpen. So I don't have much faith in uh, him lasting much longer after this season. Um, then also, you know, Verlander's still out there. Um, supposedly yep. he's eyeing a late August comeback. So I don't know how that's going to work. Um, he's also – up there in age. Um, I saw a little buzz on Aroldis Chapman possibly being traded from the Yankees. Um, I mean, they've done it before. And you know what? He seems like a, a good, a good individual to, to trade. He has a lot of value on him. Um, I mean, this year, I don't think he's been doing numbers like he normally has. I mean, 16 saves with a ERA of 4.55, 52 strikeouts. Um, I mean, he's – I think those are 
they're okay numbers. I mean, the ERA obviously normal for him though. Well, yeah, I mean for him, yeah, they're definitely off. Um, but regardless, he's still he's a left-handed bullpen arm that throws a hundred plus on a fastball. Right. I mean that's that's pretty highly regarded. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like he hasn't been himself. So, but like I said, they traded him before. They traded him to the Cubs. The Cubs ended up winning the World Series. And then he just signed a long-term contract with the Yankees right after. Yep. So um, it's possible they could see the end of the road with him and they want to move on. I mean, like I said, they are eight games back. Eight games back in the American League. You're not even in the running for the wild card right now. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, when's the deadline? Do you know when the deadline is? I have no clue, but I think it's either – um, July 30th. Oh. Yeah, July 30th trade deadline. Man, yawning over here reading and shit. Um, yeah, July 30th. So we're going to go through the all-star break. Um, if they continue to struggle, um, I mean, this is the 11th, right? So got a week of the all-star break, and then you got about 12 days until the, the deadline. I think if, if they play – you know, 10 games in that span and they go like two and two and nine, I mean, two and eight, you might see them unload some people and uh, a role Chapman might be somebody they would, they would look to get rid of. Yep. Um, I mean, Chad, Chad Green's been touched up the last couple of times that he was out. So maybe that's somebody they look to move also, but I mean, it's hard to move somebody who is struggling and then on top of that, Chad's right-handed, so Aroldis Chapman's more sought after at being a left-handed, yep. left-handed pitcher. I mean, you can use him as a specialist. You could bring him in just to face left-handed batters. Um, the way his slider breaks, it could – I don't know. He's – I mean, obviously we know who Aroldis Chapman is. He's a devastating pitcher. Um, pretty sought after. I mean, I don't think that's somebody that would be on the Astros' radar because he's a fucking Yankee. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, Padres could use him. Uh, Dodgers could use him. That's so, Honestly, that's somebody who I would I could totally see taking a role as Chapman. I don't see them trading him to the Red Sox just because that's like, you know, blasphemy in that part of the world. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Padres, Dodgers, Giants, somebody like that, somebody on the West Coast, you know, way on the other side of the world, but still in a big enough market. I kind of see those guys. I think the Giants probably have to make the move um, because they're just not hitting well. Buster Posey can't stay in the lineup very much. Um, I mean, he's hitting like ungodly. It's like he found the fountain of youth. He just, he keeps getting hurt. And they're not like, they're not like big injuries. They're just nagging injuries. Right. And so they're not getting much offense, it doesn't seem like. But they are leading the division. So, yep. I, I think the biggest team right now, and they've had a lot of talk about, they have the most to sell um, just because they haven't been the same ever since they won the World Series is the Cubs. Um, not cool. only is Kimbrell on the block, but there's reports of Baez being on the block, Rizzo being on the block, Chris Bryant being on the block. Um, and these are some top names that reports are throwing out right now. And so – 
we could be seeing a whole new team come the second half of baseball coming out of Chicago. Now, what they're going to get for it, you're not going to get anything bigger than those names unless you're doing this crazy package to where you're putting like three of them for one or something. Um, but I mean, the, a few of them are a little up there in baseball years, but you know, th- that list I just gave you are still, I mean, that's an all-star team pretty much in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you on that. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't looked at the contract situations yet. Um, I know that there are a lot of players that are available, but they would just basically be rentals. And yeah. uh, the way the free agent market went this past off season where nobody basically got paid except for like, you know, your top line starters. Um, I'm not really sure how, how valuable these players are versus your guys that are in your, your farm, your farm system. Um, and yeah. Like I said, I don't know if anybody's really wanting to give up top-line prospects for a name that they're only going to get for about three months of the season and, you know, in your postseason if you make it. So that's that's the biggest hurdle because you're going to trade away prospects who could be beneficial to the big club in a couple of years, but you're going to trade them away for this three-month rental that hopefully you can win the World Series. Like, to make a move like that, you better better be damn sure you're going to at least make the World Series because otherwise it looks totally like a bust. And then when that player comes back to play your team and they just crush you, your fans are going to hate it. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, Chicago fans have been in the dumps before. They rode that way for 100 years until they won the World Series again, and now they're on the ride again for another 100 years, it seems like. Oh, I bet, I bet Cubs fans are not ready for that next 100 years. Um, I'm reading here that the Indians are going to be uh, sellers at the trade deadline. Makes sense. Um, it looks like basically they're going to try to get rid of uh, um, Bieber or Jose Ramirez, two top-line pitchers. Um, and then there's a rumor that Cesar Hernandez, their second baseman, might get traded. I don't see it. He's got 15 home runs, but he's only hitting 226, And he's – He's young, so I'm not really sure why you're trading for a guy who can only hit 226. I get it. He hit he's hit 15 bombs in half the season, so you know you do a quick math. It could be 30 at the end of the year. That's kind of a magic number, but I mean, if you're hitting 226, I, I just don't I don't see that as sustainable. You know, right? I haven't really. I just read that about the Indians. I hadn't really read too much about. Uh, these other these other teams that might be sellers um did you hear about uh the ronald acuna jr guy man tore his right ACL, done for the year heartbreaking it's my my number one draft pick the person that i took number one overall done for the year he did come out with a statement today or yesterday and said i'm coming back stronger than ever I hope he does because that is one of the young guns that I'm a huge fan of. Um, I want to see a lot of good things come out of him, and I hope for a speedy recovery but a smart recovery and comes back. Dude, I don't know what it is, but the past three years I've slowly been like a hidden Braves fan with the team that they've assembled. I mean, they've got a pretty sharp team out there, and I kind of wish they would have gone all the way last year when they had the chance, but 
course they didn't. And now here we are in 2021 and Ronald's got a torn ACL. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's pretty sad. Uh, I mean, especially a younger player. I mean, if I had the choice, if I could, you know, if I woke up tomorrow and I was a 21 year old major league baseball all-star and they were like, Hey, you can tear your ACL now and then come back next season and be just as good, if not better, than you are now. Or you can tear your ACL when you're 33 and never play again. Ooh. I'd probably want to tear it now. Yeah. And, you know, he's young enough. He tears it now, has surgery, recovers. I mean, granted, you know, we've all seen the Adrian Peterson come back, um, you know, but he's kind of a freak. Yeah, he lost his step. I mean, that I just you, – you don't really – you can't bank on that happening, right? right? Like, that's what that's the goal, right? That's, like, where the bar is. That's where you want to be. But you can't depend on, you know, this surgery is going to go that good and everything's going to be fine and, you know, I'm going to have no infection and no infl- inflammation and no setbacks at all, right? So, you know, it still sucks. It's a, it's a terrible thing. So, I did I didn't – watch it happen i just read the stories and of course i was on twitter whenever i saw this and dude i don't dabble in twitter that much but twitter is man those people are ruthless on there oh dude oh especially if they're not a fan of your team like man they were so apparently ronald cunha jr was crying whenever this happened i mean i would too right not because of the pain but because of the fact you're like fuck i'm missing out on such a good season right granted they're half and half here and there, but, um, and people were just like crying like a bitch and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro. He tore his ACL and his season is over and he's having like a season that is better than anybody almost ever. You know, it's not like I I would cry too. The internet's fucking crazy. My friend, they're they're letting us on here. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we do have microphones. But moving on to something that I I said I hope this day never comes and it's finally here. But the way that it's come, I'm on the fence about it. College athletes now are allowed to practically be prostitutes and sell themselves to companies for money now. Um, What I mean by that is they can get sponsorships. They can get endorsement deals. None of – first off – I've argued with a lot of people on this, and let me clear the air on this. No NCAA team is paying these players. Correct? Um, I guess. None I of know. them are. That would start meaning that the NCAA is starting to pay these players. That's not what it is. The NCAA is allowing them to go reach people and companies who want to pay them money to endorse whatever, right? So... This is NCAA's way of going ahead and allowing the players to make money without it dipping into the NCAA's pockets. Um, I've read the the ruling on it many times. If I'm misunderstanding this because I'm not the smartest guy, even though I try to act like it, please call me, text me, hit me up, let me know what I'm saying wrong on it, and back it up with some facts for me, please, okay? Um, but, man... The day it came, players were going to work like they already had shit lined up for them. Um, there's two girls from was it Fresno State women basketball 
they jumped on with Boost Mobile. They're getting paid Taylor on that. and Haley Cavender. Yeah. From uh, Bo Nix. Basketball. From uh, Auburn football. I think he came mm-hmm. out with his own brand. No, he's doing a Milo Sweet Tea, which yeah, sucks, by the way. Yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, Bo Nix, his dad played in the NFL. So, I mean, he's probably got a little bit of money. He's probably not right. really hurting. So, I, I've had the talks with you before and other people – and I was like, man, you know, we're, we'll see a million dollar contract made out for a player probably within the within five years. Well, it didn't even take that long. Yeah, Masterpiece, <laughs> yeah, five days. Masterpiece son hadn't even played one collegiate basketball game yet. Already got a two million dollar deal. I don't know who he got it from. I just read the headline of it. Went to go throw up real quick because an eighteen year old's making two million and hasn't even touched the college. Uh, basketball court yet but um that's crazy right so So, i'm reading this story this is from july 2nd so it's a little dated but it says 16 college athletes already getting paid under new ncaa rule mm -hmm. so this rule it says under the ncaa rule change college athletes get paid from their social media accounts broker endorsement deals autograph signings and other financial opportunities and use an agent or representatives to do so. So in addition to partnerships, uh, many student athletes will use their personal brands. Um, There's some University of Oregon women's basketball player, Sedona Prince, has already promised custom merchandise for fans. Um, Apparently, Prince has 2.5 million followers on TikTok. We're we're almost to those numbers. And... uh, there's a gymnast from LSU launched a billboard in Times Square. She has 3.9 million followers on TikTok and 1.1 million followers on Instagram. So basically, all us poor schlubs who have been pimping ourselves out on our social media accounts, we could make money. I didn't know we could do that, but we could make money. Oh, yeah. These people, because they are college athletes, were not allowed to cash in on the same opportunities that we have, but they had like 10 times the followers of all these other people that are making money. That's insane. So my, my argument with them making money is one, this takes away like the whole amateur status almost, um, this I feel like is going to cause problems on teams because there could be players that are battling for an endorsement and one gets it over the other one, or one of them starts acting cocky because they're making X amount of money or something. I don't know. And I'm just spitballing. I don't know anything. I didn't play college sports. I just like watching them. Um, This is putting kids in financial situations that they never been in. And so I know if I'm an 18 year old or a 20 year old with a couple hundred thousand dollars, I'm going to act stupid. Yeah. I'm going to act plum stupid yeah. because I'm stupid. <laughs> Cause yeah. Cause um, you're a dumb kid. You never absolutely. had that type of money before. You don't know how to do the taxes. You don't know how to do any of that stuff. You know how to manage the money. I mean, even if they do everything right and they mess up on the taxes or something like that, that's something that could hurt them down the line. Right. Oh yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think this is going to happen across the board, but we're going to see some cases of this, right? Mm -hmm. You might even see 
because of this money that they're getting and they go out to party to the bar, the clubs or whatever, this may cost them their lives because some other Joe Schmo is jealous of them. Are you going to hire bodyguards now? Right. Well, that's another thing. Like, I mean, I mean, I wear this iced out piece and like, I kind of worry, like I don't wear it out of the house. Right. Like I, I, I just wear it. I can't. I don't want to be a target. And yeah, I mean, seriously, the, the idea of these kids making money and it being public is the problem that I have with it because right. they're already college kids. So, you know, they're going to be easily accessible. Um, it, it's not like they're in the pros where they have tons of money. They have their own house. They have their own security detail. You know, they're adults. They can do what they want. They're college kids. So, they're required to go to class and they're required to be around people who are going to know, Hey, Joe P made this amount of money on this contract. Let's go hit him up for some lunch money or let's go hit him up for his shoe. Hey, I know that this kid player a is going to be in class during this time. Let's go break into his dorm and steal all this stuff or let's go see, you know what I mean? And we've already talked about how, professional athletes are targets and Mm -hmm. you know granted that's that's the risk i guess that you take by you know signing multi-million dollar contracts i understand but you go and you tell a kid from fifth ward hey we're going to sign you to a contract for three hundred thousand dollars a year while you play ball for u of h right like you don't think that instantly there's a target on that kid's back like i i think absolutely I, I am I am one hundred percent for these kids making money because regardless of what's going on, that brand new college football stadium, I say brand new that they just finished in, in college station, right? That yep. was built because of Johnny Menzel. And how much money did that kid get? None. Oh, apparently. <laughs> This kid was doing shit under the table to where... Well, I mean, legitimately, right? Like, he didn't have the opportunity. Can you imagine Johnny Manziel getting to sign an endorsement deal when he played for A&M? Think about if Tim Tebow... Or Tim Tebow. signed a deal. Tim Tebow could have been endorsed by every company under the sun because the kid's never done anything wrong. Yep. You know? I mean... He could have made thirty million dollars in two seasons. We don't know, because, like you said, uh, Hersey Miller, masterpiece son, he's making two million dollars on a contract for what? Yep. So you know the, the 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 ability of these kids to make money. I'm I'm all for because, like you said, when you're a student athlete, you go to class, you go to practice, you play in games. You don't have time for a job. You don't have time to earn money on your own. Granted, they're paying for your your room. They're paying for your schooling, all your books. You know, they have like a cafeteria stipend and all that kind of stuff where you can go eat. But, you know, if you honestly, if you want to go to the movies with your friends, you don't have any money. You know, you want to go out to the bar and have a couple beers. You can't make any money. Right. So, you know, this idea of, hey, I can make $1,000 a week. Like, I'm okay with that. Or even so, if it's like $2,000 a month or, or $1,000 a month. Like, I'm okay with that. But when you start signing 
seven figure deals to play an amateur sport. Like that's where the lines are blurred. And I just don't know if I'm okay with that. So I also have a, a feeling that not all, but some of these athletes are going to get so tied up in the business side of their endorsements or whatever grades start slipping. They miss practices because of photo shoots or business meetings or something. Um, you know, I, I feel like they won't know how to balance all this together. Now there are some few that will have the right agent and have the right people around them to where they're able to get the balance right. But that's going to be damn hard because there are professional, there's professionals now that can't even do that. Think, think about how many professional athletes are broke. Absolutely. And, And it's all because they had the wrong people in their circle they trusted the wrong people and those people siphoned all the money off of them. They could. And now those NFL players or those major league baseball players that everybody knows they're poor, they're broke. Yep. So, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I want them to be able to make money because I think it's dumb that the college can sit back and say, Oh, they're student athletes and we're giving them a full ride to go to school here for free. Yeah, right. but you're selling that kid's jersey, right? Like, nobody wants to buy an A&M number three jersey, right, until player A starts wearing number three. What well, now the entire stadium is full of number three, right? I don't yeah. remember what number Johnny Manziel was. That's why I'm using number three. But the point is, you have a star player go through there, like, okay, uh, at Texas, right? Uh Who's the running back that smoked weed and then got married in the dress? Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. Nobody wanted to buy a Ricky Williams number jersey until Ricky Williams wore it. Right. right? And so that's the idea. Now, granted, I think Ricky Williams wore 34, and so I think uh, – Earl Campbell. I think Earl Campbell wore 34. But that's not the point. The point is, (laughs) fuck it, Vince Young. What number did Vince Young wear? Number one – 10. Okay, Vince Young wore number 10. Nobody in their right mind was buying a Texas jersey number 10 ever, right? Right. Then all of a sudden, Vince Young wears number 10. Hey, I want to have number 10. I want to be like Vince Young. Vince Young never saw any of that money. True. You know, and so, like, I'm okay with them making a little bit of money because I know the college is making money off of them. I'm fine with that. But these ungodly contracts like this where they're just – the, the companies are just coming after them because they yep. know they're vulnerable. It's like blood in the water, man. And I just don't. Now, I, I will say this. A lot of the student athletes that have come out and created their own brands hats off to you because that is something that can carry over into the NFL to where you set your pace on that. Right. <laughs> you set the goals on it. You're, you're your own manager um, and you're making the money along with your agent or whatever. You're not being, a puppet to a puppet master right. who says, Hey, we need you for X amount of photo shoots or appearances and this and that. Right. Um, that's another thing I'm sidetracking on this. We're probably going to see some cases to where student athletes are suing these companies because of whatever reasons. Right. right. Um, I don't know. This is going to be a very interesting thing to see again. I'm, I'm good. And, 
upset a little bit that they're making money, not in a jealousy aspect, but because of the fact I think it takes away from one being a student and two, you're taking away the the whole amateur aspect of the deal, right? But I'm with you on the fact that they do need to get paid because of the NCAA and these schools making so much money and they're not getting anything off of it, right? Right. So, But now on top of that, right? So we've seen it in basketball for sure. Um, guys are not willing to sign free agent contracts in small market areas, mm-hmm. right? So they've been wanting to go to like New York or Brooklyn or Miami or LA or whatever. And so does that mean that, Hey, I want to go to New York because if I do good for, I don't even know what call, if I do good for Syracuse, right? Let's just say Syracuse. If I do good for that school in basketball, I'm going to get a hell of a lot more of endorsements my second season and I'll make more money than if I go Mm -hmm. to Clemson, right? Yeah. Right. But then on top of that, well, if I go to Clemson to play football, I'll get a a better possibility of making endorsements or making money instead of going to uh, like Texas Tech. Yeah. Right. Now, not, I mean, obviously Clemson and Texas Tech are not on the same level, but that, I mean, does that make it to where Alabama, you know what, at Alabama, Alabama football is a staple I'm going to make money if I go play for Alabama as opposed to playing for Oklahoma or Utah or Boise state or university of Houston, you know, I mean, and so like, is that going to end up hurting these colleges? If you don't go to an sec college for football or you don't go to uh, like, I don't know, I guess it's ACC for basketball. I have, I have no idea. I'm just well, saying. I, I think schools are going to start using still using these kids and their endorsements as leverage to bring people in, right? They're going to be like, oh, hey, look at who we got over here. We had these 10 players, and they signed with AT&T. They signed with X, Y, and Z gym and this and that, whatever. So in a way, the schools are still profiting from this, right? in my opinion, which I could be wrong. Um well, and then on top of that, though, you have you have people that went to college, right? Yeah, and you know they're they're boosters or they run companies or they, you know, like I don't know where Bill Gates went to school, but you know, let's just say Bill Gates went to the University of Texas. Well, for the University of Texas, he's just going to funnel money from Microsoft. Hey, here's a contract. You use a Microsoft Surface on the sidelines. We'll pay you ten million dollars, but you got to play for the University of Texas. Yeah, right. Like, who's to say that doesn't happen? Jeez, you know, or, or like University of Oregon, right? They got Nike. I'll just about to say. Yeah, so there you go. Nike says, "Hey, we'll pay you a million dollars a season. You got to play for Oregon." And now Oregon wins the national championship in every fucking sport in the world. Do you think with the endorsements, this is going to have players stay longer? I mean, it could, right? I mean, if you're if you're going to be guaranteed a million-dollar contract for four years, but you know after your senior season you're not good enough to get drafted, why not? Right. You know, especially but, if you were like a staple kid to help win like a national title, but you were like a role player, right? But everybody knows you in that little small town. 
right? Why wouldn't you stay there for four years and just get all the endorsements you possibly could? I'm wondering if some of these endorsements are locking kids in to said school for a long time. And if that's the case, that's not good, man. You, you shouldn't have that kind of power over the kids. Now, granted, I'm not saying this has come up, but I'm wondering if it's going to happen. We're just spitballing. Because- right. Like if Boost Mobile tells those two girls, hey, y'all have to stay there for five years. Right. Yeah. Who's to say that, all right, you want to play for UCLA and you want to be sponsored by Boost Mobile or whatever. Right. And, uh, well, you got to commit to playing three years at UCLA. Right? Like, they could do that. It's a contract. And That's crazy. I just, I don't know. I'm not saying that, that we're there yet. I'm not saying that it's happened. We're just, we're just spitballing that this could be where it's headed. You know, and, and I basically, I just want what's best for the kids. Absolutely. And if the kids are able to put a little money in their pocket and play some sports and get a college education, I think that's okay. But it. if we get should, to that point where they're starting to manipulate people, I, I'm out, man. Should we uh, start our own sports agency, the 2-1-B Athletes Talk Sports Agency, and go ahead and start getting some of these college kids? Um, well, considering that this podcast is running in a deficit and it's actually costing us money to run this motherfucker, uh, I'm going to say no. Oh, we just have to find them the money, and then we get a portion of it. We ain't paying them. Didn't make it sound like that. I mean, I can find money. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. I'm Put not. It on the board. I'm not against it. Put it on the board. Yeah, let me write that down. Find players, money, and take cut. <laughs> All right, it's down. All right. Now we just gotta find um, some players. I do have a rando question for you. All right. What, what What's your dominant hand? My right hand. If you were to lose your right hand right now, what do you think the most difficult thing would be to do with your left hand? Wiping my ass. That's what I was thinking, man. Dude, anytime, exactly like, what I, like, no joke, I've thought about this a little bit probably more than most people. So I've always seen people have like shoulder surgery yeah, and they get like that brace and they have to like support it on their stomach and shit and they can't move it. And then it's like the, when they go through therapy, you barely have any weight and you're just like barely working it out. And if you go too hard, you tear all that shit up and you gotta have surgery again. So that's the first question. Like anybody that I was close to that had surgery, I was like, Hey, like, sorry, this is kind of, pressing but is it hard to wipe your ass with your left hand and he was like oh my god yes like you wouldn't think that it would be hard but because it's just you know opposite thing not but you've been doing it with the same hand for you know 30 plus years now all of a sudden they're like hey (laughs) use that hand switch sides wait i didn't even i didn't even practice wait is there a training manual on this right like like, yeah is there a guide like what the hell yeah So, so full disclosure Every Tuesday, I wipe with my left hand. Just to make sure you get the reps in? It's all muscle memory, man. They got to get used to cleaning the hole. So I broke my wrist senior year of high school, my right wrist. Ooh. I don't remember going through the struggles. Like, of course, I had to use my left hand. Yeah. I don't remember it. 
like I think I blocked that that whole time out of my my memory to where I don't remember it. I tried today and scared myself. Like <laughs> I had to take a shower afterwards because I, I was pretty sure there was just dookie everywhere. So the first the first time, not gonna lie, the first time you miss you misjudge how strong your fingers are in your opposite <laughs> So uh, oh, hello. the two-ply is recommended for your training apparatus. <laughs> uh, I just felt like I needed to squeeze that one in there. Yeah. No, that's a good one to end on. I just, I've actually asked that question because my, my curious ass thought about it. Wait a minute. If I lost my, the use of my right arm, how the fuck am I going to wipe my ass? See, I asked my wife that, and she said putting on makeup. I was like, what? Who gives a shit about that? Right? Like, figure it out. But dropping a deuce and wiping, that just seems like on my list of fears. Dude, we're on the same page, 100%. Oh, man. Bro. Good show, another, dude. Another good one in the books. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you all for your patience, your time, your energy, your love, your hate. All the above. All of it. All of it. Just the interaction. The interaction, knowing that you're there. Bro, it's it's been fun. And oh. we're growing. Oh, Giggity. Yeah. So, y'all been taking our recommendations. And so, you know, the next time that you're cheating on your loved one, holler at your uh, your other one over there and say, hit up my boys, Ed and Zach. Two Dude, be at or just sport. have us playing while you're uh, bumping uglies with the significant other and or side piece. I'm We've gonna- said this before. And we have yet to hear of anybody being brave enough to do it. Because there's nothing like climaxing and hearing these two guys just talking shit. Oh, yeah, dude. I, that's, I relish the idea that maybe I'm speaking while someone is in their vinegar strokes. Yes. That'd be great. It's kind of on my Y'all know, Y'all know where to find us. We're on all things that are social media. We're blowing up on TikTok a little bit here and there. I'm busting out a couple of uh, energy drink reviews just because why the fuck not? Um, We're on Facebook, Twitter, whatever else. I don't know. Type us in. You're going to find us one way or another. But this is to one of the athletes talk sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. See you on the next one. That way's the goat, bitches.